Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, let's get it going. This is the FCS Fever Podcast, where we turn up the heat on FCS football, available wherever you get your podcasts. The FCS Fever Podcast is presented by Betfred Sports and part of the Aaron Torres Media Feed. I'm Chris Sylvester, and we will try to summarize the wild week that was in FCS football. The FCS Fever Podcast presented by Betfred Sports. When you play in the Betfred Sportsbook, no one gives out more free bonuses than Betfred. The more you bet, the bigger the bonus. Here's the good news. They'll be putting out lines for FCS games all season long. They are committed to being the best book anywhere for fans of FCS football. Betfred, one of Europe's biggest sportsbooks, started back in 1967 by Fred Dunn. Now in the U.S., they've hit the market in a big way. Official betting partner of the Broncos, Rockies, Bengals. Currently licensed in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Louisiana, Washington, and soon Ohio, and maybe even a little bit after that, other places around the country. Hashtag Fear the FCS. We told you it would be out there over the weekend, and it was. Our upset special pick of the week, Splashdown. G.J. Kinney and the word, UIW, over Nevada in Reno, 55-41. Not even an FBS defense could slow down that ridiculous incarnate word offense led by Lindsey Scott, the Nichols State transfer. Hail Mary? Holy Cross. Yeah, they did it on the road at Buffalo. Luca sets up. Here he goes to the far corner of the end zone. It's caught. It's caught. Touchdown, Holy Cross. Coker. Unbelievable. Audio courtesy of ESPN. Yeah, pretty unbelievable. Not unbelievable that Holy Cross beat Buffalo. A lot of people had that as the top FCS over FBS pick of the week. Remember, Holy Cross went to UConn, knocked off the Huskies last year. But what a way to do it with the Hail Mary as time expired. Holy Cross continues to climb up the FCS rankings, taking a look at a couple of polls, getting close to that top 10, a team that's won three consecutive 
Patriot League titles. Weber State, we, we thought they could do it at Utah State, and they blew out Utah State. Wildcats over the Aggies, 35-7. First FBS win for Weber State since 1993. Brett Hine, Weber State insider, will join us later in the show to break down the Wildcats' big Mountain West win over the weekend. But perhaps nobody had as wacky of a weekend as Eastern Kentucky after coming close to an FBS win in week one at Eastern Michigan. EKU had another chance week two at Bowling Green, staying in the state. A marathon that went seven overtimes finally went the way of Eastern Kentucky when it was all said and done. Walt Wells is the head coach. Then he joins us on FCS Fever. Coach, have you ever been involved in a game as wild as that one? No, not a seven game, not a seven overtime game. Uh, no, not at all. That was a, uh, you know, it it was an incredible game. I mean, if you're just a fan of football and you were just you happen to turn it on and watch it, you were really entertained for pretty much the whole entire game. But especially the last, uh, I don't know seven minutes of the fourth quarter onto the however many seven overtimes that there was it was an amazing both teams played extremely hard both teams were making plays left and right and uh it was just a uh, a great game to be a part of and come out on the right end i mentioned you guys had opened at an fbs week one got close in that game got it down to a possession uh, towards the end there had a chance to win it had a chance to tie it maybe even had a chance to force some overtime at eastern michigan another crack at it week two how much did that week one game help you finish the job Saturday at Bowling Green? Well, I just think it, it let our guys know that they can compete on that level uh, consistently. Uh, but, but there's things you have to do to win. And, uh, and whether that's at the FBS level or the SCS level or Division two, three, whatever it is, you have, you have to do the required things it takes to win. And that doesn't mean the other team's not doing those too. So uh, it, it's, they're hard battles to win. Um, you have to play 60 minutes and sometimes beyond like we had to uh, Saturday night. And I think it just gives your guys confidence and a reassurance that, that they belong and that they can go into those games and do things. I got to ask you about this because it's gone viral. Um, your fifth overtime play call where you swing it out wide to Jaden Higgins and then hand off to the big 6'6", 315-pound lineman Corey Diaz. Now, uh, it didn't work out for you guys, but how often had you practiced that play, and, and what do you even call a play like that? Well, it, it's uh, Andy Richmond's our offensive coordinator, and Andy uh, is, is creative and does a lot of great things with that. And uh, when he said he wanted to call it, we rolled with it. And, uh, you know, there, you, you go into a game with two or three two-point plays, right? And uh, when we're in our fifth overtime, we're, we're, we're down to the ones that, you know, we may have practiced a lot, but we n never really probably think we'll ever use in a year, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so we got to it, we used it, um, you know, thought going through your head when it didn't work, like, Oh, it's going to come down to that. And, uh, but our, our defense bowed up and stopped them and, uh, we got another crack at it. So, uh, you know, uh, it, it's, it's a fun play. It's a good play. And it's a misdirection play to be honest with you that works, uh, sometimes. And sometimes it doesn't just like throwing the ball into the end zone. Well, I, th I think football fans everywhere wish it would have worked because that would have been oh. a heck of a way to win that football game, but you were That's still, what I told him. I said, I was like, you man, if, if that would have worked, You'd have been all over ESPN for the good stuff, but it didn't. So now you're on ESPN for the clown show stuff. And, and he understands. He's been doing this long enough. He understands. And we, we had a good chuckle about it. 
Walt Wells is with us. He's the Eastern Kentucky head coach. They are the Athlon Sports Team of the Week, and they check into the FCS Top 25 at number 22. You're in this ASUN WAC alliance this season. How much does a win like this over an FBS help boost the resume? Well, I just think it continues to help you with your uh, your playoff uh, percentage number and and how they determine uh, if you're not the automatic qualifier who gets in uh, went over an FBS school is definitely one that will uh, rank good for us um, it gives you confidence it, it it gives you a lot of different things is going into the uh, and we still got one more nine conference game this week against Charleston Southern then we get into the uh, uh, conference games and you know it gives you some confidence and know that you can play with you know, a lot of teams in the country, and, and that's the gr good thing about a win like that. Charleston Southern, as you mentioned, they're on the docket next. It's your home opener this weekend. What are you hoping to see? Well, I just hope to see us come out and play with consistency and performance. And, and you know, that's what we preach around here. We need to be the best versions of ourselves. We need to come out and, and compete and be consistent and, and play with an edge and an intensity that we, uh, that we think we should have around here. And, uh, you know, playing uh, – Eastern Michigan to Bowling Green to Charleston Southern should be no difference. We should be better because we played two games. And so that's what we're looking for. We're looking for improvement from week two to week three. And uh, we expect to get that. Walt Wells, Eastern Kentucky head coach. Thanks so much for your time. Keep up the terrific work. I appreciate you having us on. Thanks a lot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, I think that ASUN WAC alliance is going to produce at least a couple of playoff teams. I know Kennesaw State has been a little disappointing out of the gate. They lost to Samford, who is probably better than we think they were at the start of the season and then tough to really tell against a really good Cincinnati team over the weekend. We'll see if Kennesaw State can pick things up. A member of that alliance that is no longer eligible for the postseason because they're moving up to the FBS, so they've got a scholarship advantage. I'm talking about Sam Houston State. And one of the bigger upsets involving FCS versus FCS, and you could put an asterisk next to that because of the scholarship advantage that Sam Houston State is rolling with. But Northern Arizona went to Huntsville and knocked off 
Sam Houston State over the weekend, continuing an impressive showing from the Big Sky Conference this weekend. Who knows if Northern Arizona uh, will have a resume or a record at the end of the season once they get through the brutal conference slate to be in consideration for the postseason. But after a tough showing week one at Arizona State, that's a really good win for that program, 10-3. Uh, over the weekend at Sam Houston State. Northern Colorado hung around at Wyoming, wound up losing by 23 points, but it was a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. Tough to tell what you could take away from Portland State this early in the year. I mean, they've lost to San Jose State and Washington. Montana State, Montana, they rolled at home. And a game that I thought would be competitive was very competitive and kind of came down to the final play. UC Davis, South Dakota State. Remember, the Jackrabbits blew out the Aggies in the opening round of the FCS playoffs in Brookings last year. 24-22, the final score in that game. But Davis scores a touchdown late, two-point conversion attempt to tie it. Pass falls incomplete. They don't recover the onside kick at South Dakota State. They are able to bounce back after a tough week one 7-3 loss at Iowa. I thought Idaho was pretty impressive again. I mean, they were up 10 nothing at the half at Indiana. Indiana put together a huge second half. They wind up winning the game 35-22. Tough to make anything of Idaho this early, but playing as well as they did at Washington State, who, by the way, went to Wisconsin and won this weekend, and then Indiana, who's now 2-0. and They had beat a pretty good-looking Illinois team the week prior at home. Uh, Idaho, I think they're going to beat up on Pioneer Football League Drake this weekend, and then that should be a pretty good one between the Vandals on the road in the walk-up Sky Dome taking on Northern Arizona in the Big Sky opener final weekend of September. Big Sky's loaded. I think the Missouri Valley is loaded. North Dakota State, predictably, they didn't have any trouble with North Carolina A&T. I am so excited for our Week 3 preview show. We're going to really get into an in-depth breakdown of North Dakota State at Arizona. And, and as impressive as Arizona was Week 1, the wheels fell off for them Week 2 against Mississippi State. And I think North Dakota State is going to expose a lot of their weaknesses this weekend. Uh, another upset that I think is certainly worthy of mentioning, if not worthy of completely breaking down, the Citadel Bulldogs take down number eight East Tennessee State 2017 after a week one loss against Campbell. They drive at the end of the game, kick the winning field goal as time expires. Connor Kittner hit it from 39 yards out. Riddell had a nice day operating the triple option offense. And Sailors, 24 carries. Jacob Sailors ran for over 100 yards, well over 100 yards, 187 against a good ETSU defense. And I think the Citadel adding to an already impressive start here in the SoCon. They go to Mercer to open up conference play this weekend. Mercer blew out Moorhead State in week zero, had a tough loss at Auburn week one. They were off week two. SoCon is going to be really fun this year. We had Kevin Marshall of FCS Nation Radio. He has his own top 25 poll that he puts out each and every week. He's a big Citadel fan. He's a big SoCon fan, and I think for good reason with Samford, Chattanooga in there. VMI is a good program. Furman, hung tough with Clemson over the weekend. There are so many good conferences in the FCS this year. There are so many good teams in the FCS this year. This could be one of the stronger seasons that we've seen out of FCS football. I want to give some love to the Pioneer Football League. The non-scholarship league almost had two big wins over the weekend. San Diego uh, had a long lead at Cal Poly. They led that game 17-0, didn't trail until the final two minutes of the game. I thought that was a game they could win. They lose by one point on the road against a Big Sky opponent, 
And how about Valpo? I mean, Valpo hung around until the final possession on the road against Illinois State. I know Davidson is the favorite there. Good showings from San Diego and Valpo could make the Pioneer Football League bid into the postseason. Interesting come PFL play. Jackson State was super impressive again, especially that defense. You'd be hard-pressed to find a better defense than what Jackson State has on this 2022 roster. Who knows what they're going to do, right? I I think they want to avenge the Celebration Bowl loss. Bad showing last year against South Carolina State. They'll probably wind up there this year, but if for whatever reason they get a chance in the FCS playoffs, I think the defense is good enough to where they'll have some deep playoff run potential. 16-3, they beat a good Tennessee State team on the road this past weekend. Uh, Simo, Simo was in a lot of top 25s, kind of hung around week one on the road at Iowa State before that game got out of hand late. Uh, is it is it Southern Illinois being a little more disappointing than we thought, or is SEMO a contender to maybe be an at-large team should they not win their conference this year? 34-31, they pull it out on the road against the Salukis. One of the games we highlighted as a top-five matchup week two involving FCS programs, Campbell, who had the number one FCS recruiting class in the offseason, at William & Mary, remember Campbell had beat the Citadel week one at home, looked really good in that game, a veteran offense. William & Mary is a contender for sure. They are a real threat. They got out to a 17-0 lead in that game, their home opener 37-21. They beat the Camels of Campbell. Nice win for Richmond at home. They beat St. Francis, who was on the verge of an FBS upset. Uh, the Missouri Valley opened conference play this weekend with a really good matchup. This was our, our number two matchup on the docket this past week, and, and it was a dandy. 29-27, North Dakota ekes out the win over Northern Iowa to open up the Missouri Valley schedule at one win and no losses. UNI, tough loss against a really good Air Force team week one. I thought UNI looked better against Air Force than Colorado did against Air Force. And that's saying a lot when you're comparing a Missouri Valley team even to a bottom Pac-12 team. It's saying a lot. Uh, And and it doesn't get any easier for Northern Iowa this weekend with Sac State coming to town. I would imagine that'll be in our top five FCS matchups to watch. Gardner-Webb came real close to an upset at Coastal Carolina. Lost that game 31-27. And our number one matchup last week, was on Thursday night. It was the only college football game at the Division I level on Thursday night, clashing with the NFL opener. And Missouri State, as we thought in what was a really competitive game, got the better of UT Martin avenging that opening round playoff loss from a season ago, 35-30. They have shot up in some polls. I saw FCS Nation Radio had Missouri State as high as three in this week's poll. UT Martin looked really good. I mean, UT Martin, I, I I was super impressed that they contended the way they did from wire to wire in that game. That's a really talented team that won on the road at Missouri State in the opening round of the playoffs last season. I, I can't tell you how excited I am for this week three preview show because they go to Boise State this weekend. And let me tell you, Boise State has not impressed me at all off the bat. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now the Mountain West, they have been vulnerable to the FCS upset early in the season. That was the case. Defending Mountain West champ Utah State hosted Weber State this past weekend. Well, I hope you've stopped sleeping on Weber State after winning four straight Big Sky titles. Now, last season, Weber State went 6-5, and five, missed the FCS playoffs, and it kind of feels like everybody forgot about how dominant this program had been in previous seasons. I think we should start talking about Jay Hill and the Wildcats again. This past weekend, Weber State went up to Logan, Utah, and blew out defending Mountain West champ Utah State 35-7. Weber State insider Brett Hine writes about the Wildcats. He's the sports editor for the Standard Examiner, and he joins us now. Brett, first FBS win for this Weber program since 1993, and it seems like everything went right for the Wildcats against Utah State over the weekend. What were your impressions of the FBS win? What you said was right. Even though everything didn't go well, like especially in the first half, it seemed like Weaver State was in control of the game, and they left a lot of opportunities out there on the field to to take a big lead. Um, but yet, the defense was so good that uh, the offense kind of had time to, uh, you know, keep pushing, find its footing, and and make the plays that they needed. To, uh, eventually, win by four touchdowns. Which uh, in a game like that, even if you thought, well, I think this is a game Weaver State can win, I don't think anybody is saying, yeah, it'll be by twenty eight points. Um, so. Yeah, just overall impressive, uh, impressive outing from from start to finish. Uh, you know, preparation, execution, uh, all the big plays were there that they needed to make, and uh, yeah, big big time moment for for the program for sure. They, they've had several close calls, uh, especially they play a lot. Of, so when you play an FBS game, there's still levels to that too. You know, are you playing? a power five team like Utah, who they play often, or are you playing a Mountain West team? And the last four times they played Mountain West teams in years that Weber State was ranked, they've had four close calls like this, like touchdown or less scores uh, and losses. Um, so uh, and two of those were, were three years ago under Jay Hill. So I'm, I'm sure it feels good to uh, to the people up, up on campus to, to finally uh, – you know, finally finish the job and, and get one of those done. Yeah, you look back at 2019, and it was two six-point losses to Mountain West teams. Uh, that bizarre six-nothing opening night loss at, at San Diego State, where neither of those offenses could could really figure anything out, and then had a close call in another low-scoring game at Nevada. I, I think many thought that if Weber were to win at Utah State, that it would be one of those 13-10, 14-10 ball games, but they put up more than 400 yards of total offense. The defense 
was predictably nails considering the struggles that Utah State had had against UConn and Alabama the first couple weeks of the year. Weber State clearly the better football team. They held Utah State under 300 yards for the game. So so how much better is this offense than, than what we've seen in previous years? Obviously a lot coming back at the quarterback spot. Josh Davis, a very accomplished running back in his final collegiate season. What, what's the difference between this offense and other offenses that we've seen in years past that haven't really been able to get over the hump against these FBS programs? Yeah, um, what really came together this week was, and I, I mean, I'll be honest, I was still, I was still a big skeptic uh, following their week one game against, you know, a division two team. It just the way that played out, I didn't see a ton from the offense as far as, you know, consistent success. Uh, you know, a lot of field position in that game was won on the punt return game, and, and uh, you know, even though they won forty-one to five, it it just didn't feel like any like enough had changed so what what came together this week that gives uh you know a lot of i guess a lot of hope and a lot of promise is uh, the first thing is that the for the first time in a while weber state blocked the run game really well against a good team they've had success against you know lower end big sky teams or or uh, you know uh teams you might consider you know, not at the same level as Weber State at the FCS level, usually can find success against those teams. But against a good team, uh, you know, FBS team or you know, top of half of the big sky, they, they went up there and they blocked the run. And, uh, you know, Josh Davis just missed a 100-yard rushing game. Um, Damon Bankston had 50-something yards. Uh, so that I think that was a big key is when they needed to run the ball and they needed to pick up yards on the ground, they did it. And that, it had been a while since they'd done that against a good team. Um, and that, that was, that was key. Um, Bronson Barron to a quarterback. Um, as I mentioned, there, there were some moments in the first half, they missed some opportunities. He missed a couple of throws that cost them in the first half. Um, but um, he he kind of came into his own as the game progressed and, and made all of the big throws that he needed to make. It wasn't perfect, but uh, when they had to have it, you know, uh, there was a drive. They were up 13-7, and there was a drive where they had converted five straight third downs uh, to get to Utah State's, just inside Utah State's 10. And they had another third down, and it's like, oh, man, they've got to go six for six on third downs just on this drive to finally get in the end zone. You know, they were only up 13-7 despite having, you know, 150, 200 yard uh, advantage in, in, as far as the yards go. And, you know, Bronson Barron just had a quick play action and a, and a just on the nose fade to Ty McPherson, a perfect ball, had to throw it that way, uh, just right in stride in the corner of the end zone. <clears throat> and those are the throws that had kind of escape them so it was just a, a series of those those little moments those those play here and a play there that make a huge difference and and for the first time in a while against a good team uh their offense you know really looked like something that could uh you know cause problems for other teams Talking Weber State football with Weber State insider Brett Hine, sports editor for the Standard Examiner. All right, I, I need you to tell me whether or not this statement that, that's about to come out of my mouth is crazy, but in a way, was this win 
kind of necessary. And, and I and I hate to phrase it like that because you're talking about an FBS program out of the Mountain West, and it, 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 the early outset, it appears that the Mountain West is going to have a down year in football. The, the program's not what they have been in years past, whether that because of coaching changes or, or other situations going on there. I think Sac State is a game at Colorado State. I'd expect them to be favored. Incarnate Word just blew out Nevada at their place, among other FCS over FBS wins. But I'm looking at this Weber State schedule. And I don't know if Utah State's defense is better than what they're going to see in Davis, better than what they're going to see against the Montana teams, perhaps an all-around better team in Sacramento State when the Weber State hosts them uh, in early November. So with how tough this schedule is, I mean, you look at this upcoming stretch – after Utah Tech comes to town this weekend, you got Davis, Eastern Washington, Portland State, a team that beat Weber last year, and then Montana, Montana State, Sac State, back to back to back. In a lot of ways, like this Utah State win might be easier than than some of the wins that might come or might not come in the Big Sky. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I totally get where you're coming from with that. I had that conversation with some people after the game and uh, just some other writers and things. Uh, yeah, like, so Utah State's a good team, and they'll probably, I'd imagine Weaver got them at a good time early in the year. They're still trying to figure out kind of how, especially on offense, how their personnel works. Um, you know, they had a lot of huge, like, explosive play threats. They had a couple of them, to, you know, move on. Um, so they're still trying to figure things out. They might they might look better as the season goes. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I I. I don't think beating Utah State even by four touchdowns, you know, necessarily says, oh, well, you know, that means Weaver's going to run the table. I don't, I don't think that will happen. Uh, UC Davis has looked, even though they they're zero and two, they looked very good in their two games against two good teams. I, I think they played Cal in the opener and then, um, you know, uh, stood up well enough against South Dakota State. Uh, so. Yeah, and you asked if it was necessary. Um, I don't know if it was necessary, but it definitely buys Weber State an extra game cushion that they might not have expected to have. And when you just kind of break down the numbers of what it takes to get to the playoffs and, and playing in a conference as tough as the Big Sky, you know, they, they opened with a, a non-D1 team, so that doesn't count. And then you play an FBS team, which you're not necessarily relying on a win there. So from there, you have nine games against d1 teams against fcs teams uh utah tech and then the eight in the big sky and you pretty much have to go seven and two in those games so that that would be uh you know a win over utah tech and then six and two in the big sky and that's what that's what it would take to get you in the playoffs now that they beat utah state there's kind of an extra game cushion in there um obviously weaver state's going to want to win every one of those games but you're playing on the road at montana state on the road at davis um you know, it's just the big sky is tough. Those are good teams. And um, and then you have to contend with Sac State and Eastern Washington and, uh, you know, mixed in there. So uh, long or short answer to your question is yes, I do think that was a big deal for how their, the rest of their season plays out. Because, um, yeah, it's it's not a given. No, no game in the big sky is given, especially in the top half. So. Uh, and even some of the bottom half teams that are making strides. So, so yeah, very, very important big deal for kind of what they're hoping to accomplish this season. 
Weber State Insider Brett Hine of the Standard Examiner. Hey, thanks so much for catching up with us here. Where can FCS football fans, Weber State fans, follow your work and read your articles? Uh, yeah, catch me. I'm, I'm active on Twitter at WeberHQ. Um, and all of everything I write is published for the Standard Examiner at standard.net. Good stuff, Brett. Hope to catch up with you soon down the line. Thanks so much. Yep, thanks for having me. All right, special thanks to Eastern Kentucky head coach Walt Wells and Weber State insider Brett Hine for jumping on the show. We're back at you Thursday with an awesome week three preview show. Hope you can join us. Until then, this is the FCS Fever Podcast presented by Betfred Sports on the Aaron Torres media feed. I'm Chris Sylvester. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.